0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 26th, October 2014. Now I'm sure most of you have heard about what's been happening in Canada with uh, soldiers getting run down by a car in Montreal or Quebec and then you had the same thing happening with uh, another terrorist plot supposedly uh, of a guy who stormed a parliament building. Now all this comes at a time when the, what used to be called the British Empire, now the British Commonwealth, is uh, going along with the same anti-terrorist laws and so on, furthering uh, the right for all their security agencies to go be more intrusive, that's supposed to come out of what's happened here in Canada, and uh, they always need an event to, to push to the next step. But so much of these stories, and which I'll read later, don't make any sense, really, because You'd think that Canada was, was sitting back completely undefended, where it's been sending troops to Afghanistan and the Middle East for many years now. And that just doesn't happen because the RCMP in Canada, or even during the whole Cold War, and the Cold War, remember, simply turned from the Cold War into Al-Qaeda and now ISIS. It's the same thing, uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda. But um, they didn't just lay off all the guys saying, well, that's all over. All your security guys uh, go home. We'll save cash, obviously And uh, they've had many, um, uh, I'm sure, many, many practices in Ottawa To do with protecting all the politicians Many years ago, in fact Uh, Well, 10 years ago, maybe more, I read about uh, underground passageways have been built at enormous cost under Parliament building to transport politicians out of there in emergencies, all these things. They don't wait till something happens. Uh, They've been talking about terrorism for long before all this happened, and even back in the 90s. And they prepare for it all, they spend money, they prepare for it, they've got all the staff they need, they can recruit more staff And the the security staff are just rampant Even ex-politicians have quite a few RCMP guys, uh, bodyguards with them all all times They don't just go home when the politician, for instance, walks into parliament Uh, And they're not part-timers yet in Canada even though we're supposedly always broke so, you know something, so many things just simply don't make sense here. It was allowed to happen or whatever, you can speculate for as, as long as you want, but the stories that are put out in there, I'm surprised the mainstream media isn't asking all the, the questions like why did this happen when these characters who committed these offences were already under observation. Uh, Why would it happen? And we know in this day and age All these youngsters and so on Are all twittering and tweeting all the time And they've all been monitored And these guys were under monitoring already So it's almost impossible For something like this to happen The head of the GCHQ uh, In in London Right after 9-11 in the first few days Came out and said they'd warned the states This was going to happen Uh, Along with Israel and other countries They warned them, the US And uh, they couldn't believe why it wasn't acted upon, uh, what they'd, they'd warned them. Uh, and then again, it ties in with, we need a new Pearl, uh, something on the scale of a Pearl Harbor event, according to the New American Century Group that published what they wanted to do across the Middle East uh, in, in their own website, or on their own website. But anyway, here we are in Canada, and the stories literally are given to the public through a Department of Information. Remember that, and this is, these stories are all wrong especially the one about Parliament, because even if this happened the way they said it happened, you wouldn't tell the world and would-be terrorists that it was quite easy to walk into Parliament and start shooting. You wouldn't tell them that kind of thing. It's like an open door. You you're tell them you've got an open door there, and the guy who uh, was a sergeant at arms, who'd served for many years in RCMP, had to unlock a, a, a little safe and, and get out his pistol, to go and shoot the terrorist It doesn't make any sense whatsoever because supposedly they've been expecting this kind of thing for many, many years. They so don't wait till things happen like this. It just doesn't happen. But I'll mention these stories tonight and you can make your own mind up. Uh, but um, of course, it happened too a few weeks after uh, some other um, bureaucrats and, and the government had mentioned uh, the lacks, you know, not just cute but they need to go further in observation of all the so-called homegrown terrorists. It's comical to me, in a sense, that they've got using that term because that's a term they use for little pot growers, as homegrown uh, plants that they were using, uh, and, and so now it's this homegrown terrace Like one day you wake up, you find out you've you've turned Muslim or something. It doesn't make any sense to me at all, especially when they're under observation. Now the RCMP, and there's lots of books out there by people in uh, security agencies and so on who've written books about the Cold War. It was identical to that system used in England where the parliament around, even London, all of London, had hundreds and hundreds of what they call watchers, full-time staff who would tail, maybe they could have 100 people on one person uh, suspected to be a spy or whatever in Britain. A uh, hundred people telling them all day long, literally a hundred, and some of them were on bicycles and so on. They got they pass you by. Another one would pass in a different direction. He's watching you too. They're all in communication with each other through their little walkie talkies and so on. These are big uh, visible walkie talkies, and there are people on foot, etc. That's how many people they put on one person, and that hasn't stopped. And Canada had the same system, because Canada, if people remember at all, and have studied up in it whatsoever, uh, was the first country to have a major defector from the Soviet Union come over and expose a list of people who were spies in Ottawa, in the government, and bureaucracy, and in the U.S. as well. It was Guzenko, and... uh, you find a lot of information about them and so on, what happened, and and uh, how they already had lots of different agents on the streets of Ottawa uh, watching all uh, people from, from the Soviet Union at all times, etc., identical to the British system. And that didn't stop. That didn't stop. They never stopped that kind of security. So none of this really makes any sense, but I'll, I'll read some of these stories right now. Now, the first one here is from the Toronto Sun. And that's October the 22nd. It says here, for first poet October, October 22nd. It says, Police have locked down Parliament Hill in Ottawa on Wednesday, October 22nd, where a shooting occurred. And it says, um, for the second time this week, Canadian soldiers have come under attack on our own soil. Yet another shooter takes aim at the people who stand on guard for us, this time at the epicentre of our government within metres of Parliament Hill. Now, reporters are taught how to report, and facts are awfully important. It's drummed into them, get facts and time and so on. And, um, and yet yet another shooter, another shooter takes aim at the people who stand on guard for us. Have we had these shootings in Canada before? Uh, because the person, the, the two soldiers who got to run down, was run, were run by a car, apparently. It says, and even more egregious. You know, it starts getting awfully popular that word, egregious. It says, a gunman targeted Canadian Armed Forces soldier guarding the War Memorial, a revered national symbol in memory of so many brave men and women who gave their lives to protect our freedom and way of life. And that's always used. It's it's very. Uh, that's a standard thing that they'll say in all wars and so on, freedom and way of life. Even though your way of life is never the same afterwards, and that's what we say about Britain. It went to World War Two supposedly to fight uh, National Socialism and came out as a socialistic country. But anyway, it says the Western way of life that seems to offend these Islamist terrorists. It says, this shocking shooting comes on the heels of Monday's car attack that killed one soldier and injured another in St. Jean-sur-Richelieu by extremist Martin Rouleau, who was under watch by the RCMP and had his passport seized when he tried to fly to Turkey to join ISIS. And it says, just last month, Public Safety Minister Stephen Blaney tabled his report. Uh, 2014 public's report on the terrorist threat to Canada and warned terrorism remains the leading threat to Canada's national security. It says remains the leading threat, right? Remains. It's not that suddenly we have to have uh, protection against terrorists. It remains. So why weren't they guarding, I mean, really heavily guarding uh, the parliament building? Because the story they're giving us is something out of Dad's Army, a, a British TV series about World War Two, the comedy. But it says, uh, his prophetic, uh, "How prophetic those words now ring in Ottawa." Homegrown terrorists seem the stuff of TV shows that not too long, uh, not too long ago. And of course they do because they've been drummed into us since nine eleven, and even before the movies were churning out on real bad Arabs and so on, as they called it. That's that's an awfully good documentary getting you all ready for this coming. Uh, that that uh, re- real life is imitating fiction today. Uh, that's really what's happening. So, and yet these past few weeks have shown that the danger the pose has been very much on the minds of Canada's police agencies. A few weeks ago, CSIS director uh, Michelle Colombe uh, told the House of Commons committee that they know of at least 80 violent radicals who've returned here after being involved in terrorists or terrorism overseas. And he says, by the time I leave this room, it's going to change, he warned, and there are some they're not aware of uh, as as terrorists too. Are there some we're not aware of? Probably I don't want to speculate. The RCMP Commissioner Bob Polson told the same committee meeting that they're investigating 90 Canadians for suspected terrorist readings and are now learned that Rich Rullo was among them. And it appears they were already aware of plans that were afoot, it says So they're already aware of plans that were afoot They have beefed up this, that already heavy security uh, And so on it Just making a sense that um, they let this happen It really doesn't Now this article goes on to say that Last Friday, just days before the Quebec attack The domestic terrorism threat level of Canada Was quietly raised from low to medium For the first time in four years according to an internal document obtained by Global News. Intelligence agencies had picked up increased chatter from radical Islamist groups such as Islamic State and Al-Qaeda, but possible attacks after Karhada decided to join the international coalition against ISIS. But despite this warning, two fatal attacks have now followed. It proves the startling and terrifying truth that we now face, no matter how vigilant we may be, how can we protect ourselves from the radicals hidden amongst our own countrymen? Blood stains now And uh, now stains the granite uh, cenotaph Spilled not by a foreign enemy But by one within it says And it really makes you, you wonder uh, It really makes me wonder in a way Why this was allowed to kind of happen Because in fact When you read the other stories i read some of them here it, it makes you wonder Why they even not allow these guys to walk the streets If they were in such an incredible observation and um, I mean, here's one article here And it says it's from The Guardian And it says A Canadian uh, Prime Minister hidden a store cupboard While a gun battle was fought nearby A store cupboard? Really? I mean, if you were a, truly were a terrorist That's the sort of information you'd want to hear That are completely unprepared It makes no sense at all Everything that comes out from government Is vetted by public relations And, and debated before it's released to the public you don't see we're an open door, come in and do these things. But it says, um, the Sergeant at Arms, Kevin Vickers, and it, show, it shows you he's a guy who shot the suspected gunman. Well, he wasn't suspected, to have him on camera, obviously, and he was a gunman. But his Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, hid in a cupboard, used to store electrical boxes and a ladder while a gun battle ensued in the nearby uh, hallway of the Parliament building in Ottawa this week. It emerged on Friday. Members of Parliament and party leaders, including Harper, were meeting in the centre block of Parliament Hill when the attacker, Michael Zehaf Bibo, stormed into the building at about 10 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Officers from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police trailed zahaf Bibo as he rushed up the steps to the main entrance of the centre block. As he entered the building... Parliamentary security guards opened fire on Zahaf Bebo, a petty criminal with a history of mental illness. Brandishing a 30 30 lever-action Winchester rifle that he'd moments ago used to kill Nathan uh, Cirillo, 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 an honour guard on duty at the nearby National War Memorial. Meanwhile, Harper was hiding in a storage closet just steps away from the Conservative caucus's meeting room. Sources confirmed to the Globe and Mail on Friday. Harper's security detail was shot. It was not with him at the time. And, it, and no, what do you mean they were not with him at the time? I mean, did this go off for a tea break or something? I mean, this is nonsense. Uh, they've been expecting, supposedly, this for years and have been involved, as I say, since 9 nine eleven really. Sending troops off to Afghanistan afterwards and and elsewhere, Uh, the first thing any government does is massive security. You, You expect retaliation to to major points within the countries. Says is RCMP Commissioner uh, Bob Polson said A multitude of shots were fired during the exchange A guard was shot in the leg As the gunman rushed through the marble-lightened hallway At some point, Kevin Vickers The House of Commons Sergeant-at-Arms Emerged with a pistol he retrieved from a lockbox and, and engaged uh, they have the half bow as a pair of them darted behind pillars I mean this is nonsense because I mean even the police now when they, when they go into the schools, talk about drugs and things they still carry their pistols and that They're trying to say that no one's armed in that place it, it, No, it doesn't make any sense at all But it says, and, the, and that, these things are all debated What if, what if, and they have practice drills and all the rest of it too and you always have armed guards everywhere in parliament buildings in the rapid exchange, the gunman was struck and, and slumped to the ground. Vickers is widely credited with preventing a further tragedy by rapidly engaging Zahafi Bow, who was pronounced dead at the scene. Vickers then rushed to ensure Harper's safety. And it says the RCMP Commissioner said the exact details of the battle between Zahafi Bo, Parliamentary Security Guards and RCMP officers were still under investigation. Shortly after the incident, Harper was hustled out the building to a secure location. Some members of Parliament said they were shocked when he climbed out of his modest hiding place. So it must have been a pretty hidden cupboard. And and they got that part from the Globe and Mail, they say. This is the Guardian article. It says that a gunman made it so close to the Prime Minister and members of Parliament has raised serious security concerns. Paulson confirmed on Thursday uh, a change to security detail to ensure the Prime Minister would not be placed in such a situation. Again, I mean, I just don't understand, this doesn't make any sense. You don't wait for these things to happen when you're sending troops abroad and all the rest of it, and you're heavily engaged in this, this kind of thing. You just don't wait for something to happen. So I can tell you now, uh, now we've adopted a coalition or a condition, we will stay with the Prime Minister. In the Prime Minister's protective detail 24-7 No matter where he is, said Paulson Was I say they didn even give that security to ex-Prime Ministers Why didn't he have it? it? It doesn't make sense Although the chain of events lasted just minutes The area remained in lockdown for hours With the last group allowed to leave More than 12 hours after the shooting began There were reports of multiple shooters And again, too uh, When the media goes rampant uh, with hearsay or whatever or speculation putting it out as fact uh, which they did they said there was a, maybe two shooters initially I think um, what kind of reporting is that are they conspiracy theorists since anybody else who talks about out and, and asks questions is labelled that how come the mainstream isn't called that anyway and it took police hours to sweep the premise of Police Chiefs uh, Charles uh, Bordelow said on Thursday, he said police had received emergency calls that there was a shooting in a shopping mall, the Rideau Centre, which turned out later to be false. And that did come across the radio too, uh, that uh, there'd been a shooting in a shopping mall. So that was false as well. Why report that when it's false? You should wait, wait until you get the information, you check it to, to, before you print it or publish it. Before we can discount any information we have to verify it Bordelow said explaining why the area remained in lockdown for so long An urgent email sent to MPs and staff Wednesday Instructed them to lock or barricade their office doors Which they were not to open for anyone And to stay away from windows This later caused problems when the police swept the area And not having keys to the offices I mean this doesn't make Again they have practice drills for all these things as the States does, and every other country does. Not having keys to the offices, asked to be let in. Uh, uh, uh. Police rammed the doors of empty offices. And reporters who toured Parliament after, said several rooms were missing their door handles. You, I, mean, I mean, you're trying to say that they can't afford door handles and things here? What a nonsense. Unless the politicians take them home as souvenirs. But it says here, Parliament resumed on Thursday, a day after the attack, in a show of resilience by Canada's politicians. The Canadian government indicated that it intends to speed up proposals to toughen the country's anti-terror laws in the wake of the attack, including a measure that would allow uh, preventative detention. And that's what they've been after for a long time. The governing Conservatives have made no secret of their plan to install new anti-terror powers, giving the Canadian Security Intelligence Service more powers to track and investigate and detain would be uh, would be homegrown terrorists. Harper promised the proposals would be brought forward, and it says they need to be much uh, they need to be much strengthened. Uh, strengthened all these measures, uh, and so he said that already. Details of the, those new powers have yet to be released, but Justice Minister Peter MacKay indicated to reporters they will include measures to allow the preventative detention of suspected would be terrorists. Uh, why would they wait all this time? When they have a whole whole bunches of them under observation already, including these the, the ones who did the, the 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 running down with the car and the shooter, uh, they were already on the list and 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 so on. Why 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 do they need more measures to, to 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 just go after them, especially when their passports had already been refused because they wanted to travel abroad and join join ISIS and things like that? That's it. That's what we're told, anyway. He says we're examining all those sections of the Criminal Code and all measures under the law that will allow us, in some instances, to take preemptive measures. He said. Now, in ninety, I think it was nineteen ninety eight, Alan Rock, who was a Justice Minister in Canada, uh, passed an omnibus bill, and it just floated right through without any question, which even puzzled reporters as to why they're putting through all these laws. Uh, this omnibus crime bill, I think it was called, then. But it really was an anti-terrorist thing and Including detention without trial And all the rest of it Back in 1998 Because nothing apparently was happening And that's how the general public saw things Back in 98. And then Rock went off to work in the United Nations afterwards But it says um, Sergeant at Arms Kevin Vickers Is, a, is, is You have a photograph I'm getting applauded In the House of Commons in Ottawa I mean, It's a big PR thing too And there's even like whole teams of police All posing for photographs And things like, like a TV like it was like a TV, you know fiction thing, drama. And it says, um Vickers was honoured with a standing ovation and an emotional Vickers thanked politicians and commented fellow commended fellow fellow guards and police officers for their swift action that brought the gunman's rampage to an end. But it says here that he brought it to an end earlier on in the story. So that there were police officers there armed or what I mean, what? And I say, I'm very touched by the attention that directed me following yesterday's events. The Vickers said in a statement Thursday, however, I have the support of a remarkable security team that's committed to ensuring the safety of members, employees, and visitors to the Hill. Well, if it took all this uh, before they could go and get a, a shooter, I, th- I think uh, there should be a lot of firing that's going on, don't you? If this is all the facts here. And um, it says, Vickers, 58. ...years old, assumed the position after 29 years with the RCMP... ...during which he rose to the rank of Chief Superintendent. He provided security detail for important guests... ...including the Queen and Prince Andrew. During extraordinary circumstances, security personnel... Uh, ...demonstrated professionalism and courage, he says, and so on and so on. So, um, that's that story. And then you go into this story. I mean, If this story was true, again... Like the door handles not being on the doors and so on. If this following story is true, uh, then Karen now literally would be classed as some tiny little African third world nation. Seriously, this is this is MPs fashion spears while Harper whisked into closet, and this is the Globe and Mail, and it says. He spent about fifteen minutes hidden in a Parliament Hill closet after gunmen stormed centre block where he and the rest of the Conservative caucus were guarded by MPs who who'd fashioned sharp spears from flagpoles. I thought this was a joke when I first heard the sources say. It says after they heard gunfire outside their meeting room door, Wednesday members of Parliament snapped close to fifteen flagpoles to make weapons. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? And it says here There were 15 flags up at the caucus And all but two were taken down I guess that's on the walls One MP recalled These guys were up there holding these spears Ready to impale anyone who came in The source said It was that I got mowed down the, parliament, uh, the member of parliament said Of the threat posed by a gunman Who was ultimately shot dead by parliament health security So who shot the guy dead? Mr. Harper, meanwhile, had been whistling to a closet in the centre block rooms shortly after the gunfights outside began. Gunfights outside is plural again. There were more than 150 Tory MPs stuck in this caucus room during their deal. Many MPs thought the Prime Minister had managed to get out of the room and didn't know he was sequestered and what amounted to a hole. So they didn't know where he was. So some be like in a hidden panel or something. Someone knew that there was a closet uh, there, so they stuck him in there this is what the source said Now I'd security would stick him in it Which means they would, they would be armed Surely for goodness sake Not batons, Not doing all of this And after this terrorism thing For years and years and years Now it goes on to say that uh, Everyone uh, thought he was gone That Prime Minister Harper was gone The Prime Minister's RCMP security detail Ultimately rescued him And whisked him out of the building where were they during all this fracas? And because earlier on another article it said they weren't there or something, and there had to be on twenty four hours a day suddenly as a week after from now on. It surprised many conservatives. Mr Harper mentioned his hiding place and so on. It says some MPs kept their flagpole weapons as souvenirs. I guess I would go along the door handles. Eh? And everyone was taking their spears home. The MP said, "I'm going to frame mine whilst well, tie spear funded. Why not?" And it says, one soldier was killed by the gunman Wednesday and a Hill security guard was shot. I, that's the one I shot in the leg, I think he said. And shot fighting the assailants, but is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, Tory MPs reunited with Mr. Harper Wednesday evening at the Foreign Affairs Building and Democratic Reform. Minister Pierre paul, uh, paul Evier, uh, brought his spear as a memento, another source said. So... That's that story And you you, you just got to ask questions Seriously, with these kind of stories It's going to give every terrorist on the planet No matter what the kind of terrorist they are The idea that Canada's utterly living in the Dark Ages or something Well, even in the Dark Ages They had lots of troops around uh, castles and all that Protecting kings and queens And it's just astonishing That we've been told that they were fashioning spears And then again, how would you fashion a spear uh, and, and whittling away and all that kind of, unless you brought knives in, and knives aren't allowed into to the parliament building as far as I know yeah. along with lots of other things just like airports and so on and then it says here's the one that happened just before it it says soldier dies after being run down in suspected terror attack near Montreal now after all this time surely it's either a terrorist attack or against keep on saying suspected and it says Martin and then they put in Ahmad Rulo. Killed after a high-speed chase The driver of a car This is from the National Post And um, that's from October the 20th It says The driver of a car who rammed two Canadian forces Members near Montreal before being shot dead by police Was known to counter-terrorism authorities Who believed he had become radicalised The RCMP said Monday As they continued to investigate the possible terrorist attack it says the individual was known to federal authorities, including our Integrated National Security Investigations Team in Montreal, who, along with other authorities, were concerned that he had become radicalised, said the RCMP in a statement. But they declined further comment. The 25-year-old, known as Martin Ahmad Rouleau, allegedly hit two members of the Canadian forces as they were walking in a strip mall just outside St. Jean Seur Richelieu, at about 11.30 a.m. Early Tuesday, one of the, the two soldiers hit by the car died of his injuries. Quebec Provincial Police said the soldier's name was not released. At the request of the family, the second soldier's injuries were described as less serious. The Canadian press reported, but police were not able to provide an update on the individual's condition. After the soldiers were struck, police chased the, the man more than four kilometres until his car flipped into a ditch, and the man was then then exited his car, allegedly holding a knife. And police opened fire, seriously injuring him And it says uh, he was then transported to hospital The police later confirmed he died The suggestion that the incident was an act of terrorism Was first raised in the House of Commons By Prime Minister Stephen Harper Who said he was aware of the extremely uh, troubling reports And that authorities were investigating The Prime Minister was briefed on the investigation By the RCMP Commissioner Bob Polson Chief of Defence Staff General Tom Lawson And National Security Advisor Stephen Rigby Federal authorities have confirmed that there are clear indications that the individual had become radicalised. As Canada's national security agencies have said, Canadians should remain vigilant, said a statement from Jason MacDonald, the Prime Minister's spokesman. Speaking to reporters at the scene, it says uh, spokesman Lieutenant Guy Laponte said he was too, too late to determine whether the military personnel were deliberately targeted. All I can say is that the theory that this is a deliberate act is part of what we are looking at, he said. The soldiers were being treated in a hospital One was said to be uh, seriously injured While the other soldiers' injuries were less severe And uh, a knife lay next to the car Underneath the bag It says uh, They show you the, the different pictures and so on And it says Sergeant Kent would not confirm reports The driver had previously charged at Police with the knife At this point it's too soon to see The sergeant said The investigation is still in its early stages and it says, because of the local St. Jean-sur-Richelieu police were involved in the shooting, the SQ had taken over the investigation. St. Jean-sur-Richelieu uh, is home to the Canadian Forces Leadership and Recruit School, which conducts basic military training as well as professional development programs and employs about 600 military personnel and civilians. A, a, a Twitter account under the name Ahmad Rulo uh, featured the banner of the Islamic State of Iraq and Al-Sham, the terrorist group that last month called on its followers to kill Canadians because of Ottawa's role in the anti ISIS military coalition. It says Islam is the only true religion. This is what was on the, the I guess a Twitter account. Any, anyone who wants scientific proof of God that your terrorist Zionism Rothschild Media hide uh, contact me or add me or add me if you're open minded, it says. He commented beneath an online Time magazine article last May. Well someone like that Uh, would obviously be under intense scrutiny, obviously, you know. And they went on to say in his Twitter, Allah has promised the hypocrite men and hypocrite women and the disbelievers the fire of hell. On a Facebook page under the same name, French and English posts, The last one on Friday denounced Christianity and Judaism says Allah has promised the hypocrite men and hypocrite women and the disbelievers the fire of hell wherein they will abide eternally it is sufficient for them and Allah has cursed them and for them is an enduring punishment, he wrote. No information has been officially released linking the incident to ISIS but the possibility he was a lone wolf incited by the group's propaganda was being examined of September 21st. ISIS spokesman Abu Muhammad uh, Adani, uh, Adnadi, N- Adnani explicitly called for attacks against Canadians. In his 42-minute audio tape message, uh, Adnani urged his fanatical followers to single out a victim and run him over with your car. Now, if that report came out uh, by the spokesman, the ISIS spokesman, on September 21st, they would have had everything in Ottawa completely on overdrive and beyond beefed up. Really. It says, the use of a car to ram identifiable soldiers was reminiscent of the day uh, 2013 murder of British serviceman Lee Rigby In that attack, the two uh, men armed with knives struck him with a car n- near a military facility in Woolwich, United Kingdom And then they attempted to sever his head They were later filmed making Islamist extremist slogans Following the attacks, Canada's integrated threat assessment prepared a secret intelligence report, noting that the killing was the second of two attacks in six months that appeared to have targeted military personnel in public areas. The document noted that the Toronto 18 and 2010 group, uh, headed by Iranian-Canadian uh, Heva al had also talked about striking Canada's military. Uh, it says Canadian forces, personnel and facilities have been discussed As targets by domestic extremists in the past Said the 2013 report released under the Access to Information Act As as Monday calls to attack Canadians for joining the anti-ISIS coalition Continued to surface A Canadian extremist who converted in 2010 And that goes by Abu Khalid al Kanadi <laughs> uh, Posted a message inciting attacks on Canadians And it says... Um, it says, yes, my message is clear The self-proclaimed ISIS member tweeted last week Canada initiated attacks on Islamic State So if Muslims in Canada retaliate uh, It says, and AMP uh, Whoever that is uh, Kill them wherever you find them That's what it says Adnani's 42-minute uh, audio speech Emphasized that victims did not have to be military But the ISIS message has found little following in Canada While well, a handful of Canadians have joined ISIS Canadian Muslim organisations have strongly denounced the terrorist attacks and have held demonstrations against it. Uh, So everybody's in on the act here and so on and yada yada yada. But this is the kind of thing that's going on in Canada right now and you have to really ask a lot of questions that are not being answered. And it really is hard in Canada to get information uh, when there's investigations by not just security but police, even police. As to facts and details of things at all, very tight lips. So you're left with more questions than any answers. But uh, it's not like they wait for something to happen. That that's not the way it goes. If anything happens in in Britain, Australia, New Zealand, even in India or Canada, the whole British Commonwealth system goes into the same. Mode with the same laws and rules and regulations and practice drills and so on uh, at the same time across the board. They don't wait for it to happen anywhere else, and that doesn't make sense, obviously, when you do. But but, but sharpening things into spears and so on. I mean, they should really get any PR people uh, getting you PR people together. In fact. Because that's a, that would tell all the terrorists go to Canada and do nasty things because they're completely unprepared for anything. That's that's the message you would get, isn't it? Isn't it? And here's the part about the the passport dilemma. And here it says Martin Couture Rulo case underscores a passport seizure dilemma. This is the hit and run driver. It says the hit and run driver blocked from leaving Canada in months. ...before alleged attack. And this is October 21st, uh, CBC News. So, Martin, um, they show you a picture of the guy and so on from Facebook. And it says, Martin, uh, it says here that, uh, yeah, Martin Ahmad Kutcher rouleaus passport... ...was seized by authorities who feared he wanted to go overseas to take part in terrorism blocking him from leaving Canada and highlighting a dilemma facing security officials dealing with the threat of militants on home soil. Couture Rouleau was arrested at the airport in July while on his way to Turkey, RCMP Super Martin Fontaine said at a news conference in Montreal. And he says he was identified as a high-risk traveller and had his passport taken away, but there wasn't enough evidence for police to charge him and detain him. Uh, Fontaine said police had several interactions with him after that and were in contact with his parents uh, and police spoke with him as recently as October the 9th and then he goes on to say that um, one of the soldiers that he ran down warrant Officer uh, Patrice Vincent, 53, died of his injuries Monday evening and police said the other soldier doesn't have life-threatening injuries the case highlights the problem for officials who stop uh, citizens from leaving Canada because of terrorism fears. Those persons remain in Canada, perhaps with the intention of causing harm to others. Wouldn't it be better to let them all go and just refuse them to get back into Canada? You know? And it says, RCMP Commissioner Bob Polson touched on the problem Tuesday on Parliament Hill. Asked whether it was possible Couturullo uh, bec- uh, became more dangerous after his passport had taken away. Uh, Paulson uh, said certainly that's what follows from the analysis so because it, it was taken away he went a rampage in Canada in other words and um, it says he was part of our investigative efforts to try and identify those people who might commit a criminal act of travelling abroad for terrorist purposes so in that, that respect we were working uh, him along with other suspects, yeah, that means they were following him and, and watching and listening to everything he did it says we, we were we were working him. That's a term they use here. A top official, of the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, speaking at a Senate Committee Monday um, meeting Monday, put the dilemma more bluntly: for every individual uh, that we prevent, every extremist that we prevent from going overseas to engage in extremist activity, is one more individual that we have to investigate closely because they're radicalized to the point that they want to leave," said uh, Jeff Jaworski. Is CESA's uh, Deputy Director of Operations There's nothing more that we can do With the, the budget that we have So there are big budget increases Like they haven't got a huge one already Except they prioritise it Internally uh, as effectively As we can and I think we are Doing that He also said the industry success rate has been quite good He says I'll be foolhardy To say that we have all the bases covered We do what we can with the budget that we have uh, Jaworski told senators. The federal government have, has raised its, uh, its internal threat level to medium due to an increase in general chatter from organizations like ISIS, but not because of a specific threat. Now here it goes on to say that Kuturula uh, was one of 90 people being monitored by the RCMP as part of 63 current national security investigations. Uh, and the RCMP confirmed to CBC News Monday night, Paulson first reported the investigations to MPs on the House Public Safety Committee earlier in the month. It says that covered both people who intend to go abroad or people who have returned, and have been referred to us by the service. Paulson said, on October the eighth. It included people suspected of being involved with extremists uh, or extremism-related uh, activities, including financing, not specifically to fighting alongside militants. Legal documents show Cotorullo. Converted to Islam in 2013 He went by Ahmed Rullo on some social media sites Immigration Minister Chris Alexander Who said his department is revoking the passports of those suspected Of applying to travel abroad to commit terrorism Wouldn't answer questions as he left a cabinet meeting On Tuesday Paulson said the RCMP are investigating Along with Quebec Provincial Police To determine the breadth of this incident And pursue every avenue Paulson said the RCMP don't think Couture-Rouleau was connected to other sympathisers, so he was a lone nutter of what? It says, so, a uh, Quebec spokes, uh, spokesman, uh, police spokesman said the RCMP were handling the investigation into su- the suspect and his motivations. And um, on Monday, the RCMP said the Integrated National Security Investigations Team in Montreal along with other authorities, worried Couture Rouleau had become radicalized. Well, they keep repeating themselves in the same articles, don't they? But they, you've only got about 80 or 90 people to watch. I mean, that's nothing. That's, they had hundreds during the Cold War. Hundreds, and they did. They, they, they were tailed everywhere they went. And whole teams of people were put on each single one of them. Uh, the, so a lot of this makes Really no sense at all It really doesn't And then you go on to This article here This is an immigration official Mother of Canadian gunmen Reveals they were reunited last week After a five year estrangement But has no explanation for his terrorism Or per- terrorist conversion And it's, her name was Susan Bibo, The mother of Michael uh, Zihaf Bibo. Said in an emotional statement Thursday that she didn't know what to say to the victims. She's one. Of the, she's she on the country's immigration board. Uh, her son had, had had his passport seized by the government before he carried out his shooting spree. At the parliament Wednesday, he fatally shot Corporal Nathan Carillo. As I say, you know, when they can put dozens of people on one person, tailing them, and watchers and all the rest of it. How this guy got with a gun, a, a rifle, uh, anywhere near the parliament building, when getting tailed, it, it, it's really a mystery. Because as soon as he pulled the darn thing out, the teams would have swarmed him or shot him before he got in, even near the building. But it says, um, He fairly shot Corporal Nathan Cirillo, 24, by the National War Memorial, then opened fire inside the building, before he was shot dead. His full name is Michael Joseph Paul, which is very Catholic, Michael Joseph Paul, Abdullah, that part isn't, and Bulgasem Zihaf Bibo, according to court records. And as far as I know, his, um, it says here actually, it was into the mother of the Muslim convert who shot dead a Canadian soldier outside Parliament Wednesday, reunited re- with re- her strange son over lunch just days ago, the first time she'd seen him in five years. She released a statement on behalf of herself and her ex-husband. And apparently the ex-husband is in, in over there too in the Middle East somewhere. And it says, um, Saying she did not know what to say uh, to those hurt the attack and could offer no explanation for her son's actions and so on. She says, We're so sad that a man lost his life. He's lost everything and he leaves behind a family that must feel nothing but pain and sorrow. We send our deepest condolences to them, although words seem pretty useless. We're both caring for them or crying for them. Susan Bibo, um, Sarah's son had his passport seized after he was designated a high-risk traveller. Uh, Susan works as a federal public servant for the Immigrant and Refugee Board and lives in Montreal. You know, a psychiatrist, the guy had a, a history of partly mental illness and so on too, uh, and, and criminal activity, criminal activity. Um, a psychiatrist would, would also say they he stormed a parliament building because he had something against his mom. I mean, you just don't know. You just you don't know. you got all these things going on at the same time. This is after the shooting emerged that Zihaf Bibo had recently converted to Islam and friends had been worried about his mental health, well, he'd had the mental problems for use Criminal court database revealed There were 13 Quebec court r- records Dating back to J- June 2001 Involving him, including Drugs, charges, weapons charges, assault Causing bodily harm and robbery His full name, according to court documents Is Michael Joseph Paul Abdullah uh, Bulgassam Zehaf Bibo. His close friend David Bathurst uh, A fellow convert Said Bebot had told him that he wanted To travel to the Middle East But it's not known if he made contact with any extremists. And it says, um, the mother released a note to the press, I guess. She said, I'm writing this note on behalf of my husband and myself. No words can express the sadness we are feeling. And so on and so on. And she saw him just a week before over lunch. I hadn't seen him for five years. And she says she has very little insight to offer. Well, after not seeing him for five years, you'd have to ask why he came to see her in the first place. Uh, if he truly was going to kill people and get killed too and be a martyr, they generally try and see her, talk to the relatives before it happens. But see, we don't wish to be part of any media circus, we don't think it will add anything to the conversation. And um, sources told the Globe and Mail. Uh, that uh, that this person had not been able to secure a valid travel document from federal officials who were taking measures to prevent Canadians from joining extremists overseas. It's understood he travelled to the US on four occasions, most recently in 2013, and officials there trying to trace whom he met while in the country. Now, I'm surprised he even got across the border and the US are far more stricter. They'd have his court records there because they shared all the same databases as Canada. Bathros said that, uh, that after friction with the elders at the house of worship, Zehaf Bibo was eventually asked to stop attending prayers at the mosque. In her statement, Miss Bibo did not reference her son's mental health or religious conversion, and, and so on. So there you, you go. I mean, it says Zehaf Bibo's father is a Libyan businessman named Bulgasem Zehaf, who once owned a local restaurant cafe Tripoli. The couple divorced in 1999 and his father reportedly fought in Libya in 2011. So I'm sure Cecil and the rest of them all have all know he's been touched with his dad before all this too. I mean, you just don't know. Uh, this is amazing. But I mean, this is the amazing stories you're getting. I mean, the whole point of anti-terrorism is to prevent terrorism. And you've got all this going on and things just go ahead like like no one's watching them. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And of course there's big blows and bills to come out of this and more loss of privacy for everyone basically because you might wake up in the morning and you become Muslim. You just don't know it. You had a bad dream or something. Uh, then then that's that. Uh, this is where you're, you're supposed to just expect and accept etc. But you know... <sighs> Many, many books were churned out during the, the the war with the IRA that England was fighting. Uh, and many still getting churned out yet by people all involved in it and all sides, by the way, including MI, MI5 guys and so on. And you wouldn't believe how muddied the waters are there completely. It's not like the movies they churn out as a simple um, North against South deal or Catholic against Protestant deal. It's way beyond that because all sides... We're using very sophisticated techniques of using people even, you know, even to to, to stir up the the hatred and get it all really, really going into something major. And then you find out at the end, too, it was a top MI5 infiltrator who ran the IRA towards the end. And that all came out in the mainstream media, too. So nothing's as simple and straightforward as it seems. Uh, There's a lot of points to be won by allowing things to go ahead and happen when you have big bills to push through, and, and so on. Um, and they always say that the end justifies the means, you know. Uh, it's a standard thing that all uh, planners, and I'm talking about the real, real high planners, are taught uh, that uh, they'd have to come. See, you are not just radicalizing uh, extremists or, or fanatics and so on. They're also radicalizing the general population and militarizing the general population that this is perpetual war I've done articles before on this And going to the CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website go to the archive section You'll find lots of talks I've given over the past And it's not speculation It's all from sources And mainstream sources at that So in fact that one there On perpetual war Was from a, a, a US military magazine uh, One of the main ones And it was by an intelligence officer Perpetual war was the way of the future so you'll, you will never have anything the same in your lifetime Now after uh, 9-11 That very day in fact Before the dust settled uh, One of the voices, I don't know which one it was Came out on mainstream and says Things will never be the same again Canada was given the same thing uh, With this shooting At the, the Cenotaph And um, These are all the catchwords that they all use Like It's almost like a dictionary of things that they have to say Etc So You can speculate forever and ever, but uh, believe you me, things will never be the same again. But it makes no sense to how far things supposedly have gone already with no one, no one uh, stopping it before it happens. It really doesn't make any sense at all. They don't have part-time people in Canada guarding uh, important people. They don't have some cut-back... Security force since the Cold War Remember the Cold War really technically ended Supposedly uh, Supposedly about 1990 or whatever And went straight into Gulf War I uh, With all the Western involved And that kind of had uh, It kept going for a while And then you had the, the invasion of Afghanistan Iraq etc after 11 So it's a cont- continuous war to an extent But see I say you don't just, the, the, the extremists don't just radicalise Their own bombers Whatever it happens to be uh, and for for martyrs, uh, they also want to stir up and get sides fighting each other. And in Northern Ireland, uh, the public were not radicalized at the beginning of all. And when the occasional shooting started, they didn't just join a side. There was, oh, I'm a Protestant, I'll join that side, or I'm a Catholic, I'll join that side. It didn't happen just like that. It wasn't until enough of their own people were getting shot that people would start joining the groups and then the hatred really began as more folk got shot in what you saw as something you had an affinity to, a group you had an affinity to, through religion or whatever it happened to be. So all sides have, have uh, stakes in radicalizing the people or even militarizing the people too. And uh, you even have the culture industry involved in the militarization of the general population. You've had it for years with the Pentagon putting out so much money into making movies and every country in the West has gone overdrive since 9-11 with putting out dramas about terrorism, 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 which also militarizes the population apart from just the police and, and all the different forces involved. This is a strategy that's used to, to mobilize, if you like, or motivate the whole population into going along with something. This is standard stuff that's taught it by high security agencies and so on to their own members so it's a puzzle of course but things are always a puzzle we can find in- intricate details about the things that happened uh, in ancient rome even down to assassinations uh, but getting all the facts or straight facts out today of any on anything that happens is almost impossible now the big danger here apart from all the different security laws and complete lack of privacy whatsoever uh, for everyone, that is, which already is there anyway, uh, is that just like Northern Ireland's situation, interested parties would like nothing better than to get people stirred up against Muslims. And again, vice versa. And if more of these things happen, and and more of the, the retaliation, even even from uh, verbal retaliation from media or whoever, steps up. Then the other side simply becomes defensive too and hateful as well. And so you have this roundabout of constant uh, things that can't be resolved so simply as they, they, they could have been if they were all prevented. And that's a situation uh, that has to be avoided now. But that's the world we live in today. And uh, as I say, read the article, Perpetual War as I say, and listen to the, the the talk, because I read it on the air a few years back, saying, where they said that um, get used to it, that's how it's going to be. It's one thing after another. Uh, it, war, remember, includes economic war, and since, what, 2008, the bank crash, supposedly, uh, you've watched the prices shoot up and shoot up because those in manage, who manage your system's currency have said that the constant inflation, meaning devaluation of your currency, is important to get out of the hole. Uh, and we accept that too. So economic warfare is part of it as well. There's all kinds of warfare and psychological warfare too. Uh, and and um, as radicals are radicalizing youngsters, you also have... The other side, putting out massive movies about how nasty these characters are. Uh, for years and years, long before 9-11, as I say, getting you almost ready for it, uh, everyone's, everyone's in on the act, especially those who have a stake in it. And that's the problem with today's society, is that there are different factions of, on all sides. And those who are not put down as terrorists, uh, they have stakes in all of this too. Uh, and that's how, how complex it starts to get. So we live in very interesting times and um, but everything's pretty predictable. But the stories i am putting out right now, uh, it's like the Keystone Cops to do with uh, the, the Parliament building. It doesn't make any sense at all that a guy could simply shoot someone in the cenotaph and then make his way into the Parliament building. And, and you get the Prime Minister hiding a cabinet and guys sharpening wooden poles to make spears. To protect themselves. It sounds literally uh, like the mouse that roared or something in the movie. Canada is not uh, some third world country and it does have incredible intelligence agencies. And the RCMP alone have a fantastic system. And as I say, they were, they were amongst the world's leaders during the, the, the whole long period of the Cold War and they kept their eyes on everybody involved And there were teams of everybody following them and so on That hasn't disappeared Because the Cold War was just When the Soviet Union fell Immediately into wars Across the Middle East and so on So that's just the way it is Back in the 90s um, The security Agencies advised governments Were, and the experts too Were telling them that the way of the future Would be perpetual or pretty well Terrorism Uh, of all kinds, by disaffected groups and emerging nations, as they called it, uh, and so on and so on. Lots of articles, lots of books churned out, awfully interesting reading, uh, and unfortunately most folk don't read them. But uh, well detailed and all the speculation as to why, including the resource wars too, by lots of government agencies going into resource wars of oil and so on as things become kind of... Scares or, or the big moguls want simply wanted more Or monopolies, etc All of these different factions have stakes in, in, in this kind of thing And maybe even keeping it all going for all we know That's the sad truth about today's society uh, So there you are Now I, I should mention too I hope you're all keeping well As well as can be expected um, In Canada too The war has been so bad for well over a year now uh, that there's mud everywhere because the water from the snowmelt never dried out all year long. There was enough heat to dry it out, and the driveways are just nothing but mud and mud and mud. Um, and then it's going to be just as much snow this year, I think. Last year was really bad uh, where I am, and I think it's going to be just as bad this year again because there are all these perpetual rains going to turn into perpetual snow on a daily basis, and uh, I'll step up the crisis there as well. As I said, after 9/11, uh, the hardest thing to hold on to and from now on will be your sanity, uh, and that really is where you're going with all of this stuff. From Hamish Masstial from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me or God or your gods go with you.